Hello and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Korva. I'm Kikita Kiori. What do we got this week? This week we are going to deal with two fictions, uh, both by Katrina Ostrander. These are parts two and three of the current little uh, story arc, and we're going to be dealing with violence behind courtliness and truth and lies. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, mm-hmm. First first of all, we've got the story, Violence Behind Courtliness. Uh, as, as you said, this is by Katrina Ostrander, and in it... Doji Hataru, who's the Crane Clan champion, goes to Kyoto Castle and plans to go to Toshirambo. And then afterwards, she intends to maybe hit the Castle of the Swiss Sword, which is the Okoto family castle in the spring, but it's also pretty close to um, Kuden Kikita. Uh, mm. <laughs> Hataru gets drunk and she fights her old sensei, Kikita Toshimoko, because... He's always up for fighting, for drunk fighting. <laughs> yeah, because he's also drunk. Not that that slows him down much. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Bayushi Kachiko discovers that the Crane have come with an army to Toshirambo. And she guesses that uh, Hataru might be visiting under the disguise of a ronin. Mm. And this is the story result of Gen Con 2018 RPG Wedding at Kyote Castle which is won by the crane, with uh, Kyote Castle most often being left in the hands of uh, Shiba, but now Doji, uh, Itsuyo, after the death of her husband. So, uh, yeah, it was a story result based on an mm. RPG tournament Yay. game. Yay, yes, it happened! Which is, I have to admit, there was, there was a, I, I didn't know this, so I was a bit confused when they, they go on about this Doji lady, and then they say, oh, she actually originally came from the Phoenix, so, okay, okay, she's married, fine. And they said, oh, we, but we need to get you a husband. And I was like, what is she doing if she's not got a house? She... And there's like, she had a husband, but she sadly lost him. Yes. So that makes so, sense. So they ran the tournament a lot of times mm. during that Gen Con, and then they tallied up who the players favored, who yeah. won, which side, mm. Lion or Crane, won, and who lived and died yep. to end up being in charge of, Kyoto Castle. So the whole point is a wedding, and the bride who was coming from the Sheba is the one who who survived mm. the most. Yeah, so it's it's quite interesting. So you got someone who is the lord of a fairly important castle, who until literally what a couple of uh, the Kyoto Castle was a couple of years ago in uh, the t- in the timeline, probably less than six months. Oh right, okay, cool. So, so well, actually, until... it's before the timeline starts. So, technically, yes. this part of the timeline, nine months, ten something months. like that. So, she she wasn't even part of the clan until less than a year ago. And now she's running a whole castle, but <laughs> she's all she's all she's clearly like thrown her loyalties straight in. She's a dutiful, she's mm. a dutiful um, samurai. But that is why Hotaru is a little bit got to keep her loyalty. Hmm. Yes. Got to keep you loyal because you might sort of say, hang on, I was a phoenix until like five minutes ago. So I thought this had some good formal court interaction, which was uh, neat to see and, and helps get your courtesy right if you're going to be standing in a 
clan champion court or if mm. a clan champion is visiting you. Yep, yep. There's uh, all sorts of protocols and all sorts of there's, there's status and mm-hmm. all sorts. And so, yes, yeah, so she ends up doing the, the full bow. Um, it's one of the things, putting your, head, your forehead on the floor, It's it depends whether you start off standing. Generally, right. actually, an awful lot of, of um, your formal introductions, formal, your formal conversations, tends not to be standing around. You tend to all be sat down on the floor. And therefore, right. that kind of kneel is less of a thing if you start from there. But still, no, you put your forehead on the floor because you're... Well, let's, let's clarify a bit who's putting what. So when Hataro enters and is formally greeted in the reception hall of the daimyo of the sume family yep right the daimyo of the sume family which is a minor vassal fat which is a vassal family of the crane yep puts her forehead on the floor to the clan champion so that gives an idea of the correct protocol that should be afforded to clan champions you you're it's not just a bow to the clan champion this is the full Mm. full thing even if you are a daimyo yourself Yes. So, and we had there the titles used as well uh, in that uh, a daimyo, when being talked to as a daimyo, is dono, mm-hmm. um, always. Uh, and ue is your own clan champion. Yep. Or, or your emerald champion, if you were talking to someone higher than that. Ue mm. is, is, is yours. So you would not ue another clan's champion. But you definitely don't know any daimyo, your clan or yeah. another clan's from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dono is approximately Lord. Mm-hmm. So if you if you have kind of like Lord Smith, it would be Dono. Right. And I did notice that in the story, you know, you were a lot of titles going around. But when you're talking about somebody who's in third person, even if they are extremely high ranking person hmm. uh you don't use the suffixes so you, at least in the story they didn't use the suffixes so yeah you can also, if you are talking drunk. oh i was going to say that there's times where they talk to talk about um doji hataru in her role as clan champion right not being there okay she's secretly there but they're talking about her not being there and they do not use the suffix oh, at that okay. point yeah so uh, you also tend not to use them if you're getting drunk with your old master. <laughs> yes. And fighting true. them while drunk. Right. Um, it's obviously a very sensible thing to be doing. So we had that vassal title nomenclature again. So mm-hmm. you know, the this daimyo of the vassal family is Sume, which is the family name. Yep. No doji, which is the major family that that vassal family is a part of. Yeah, and then Itsuyo, which is her given name, mm-hmm. and Dono, which is her rank. So Sume no Doji, Itsuyo Dono. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that, but that's that's what they're setting. So there you go. That's the convention for Rokugan. Not necessarily yeah, Japan, yeah. but yeah. they've used that enough times now. You can bet that that's how they do it in Rokugan. Yeah, my my Rokugan might change, but then mind Rokugan <laughs> your way and all that. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. We learn or possibly uh reconfirm that a Ken Shinzen is a an honorable is a honorary title that you get, but you only get one if you beat 
another Kenshin Zen in a formal duel. You can't and... mug them drunk, even though no. Ataru drew blood on Toshimoko here. It, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a formal duel. It needs to be witnessed and tum tum tum. Um, hard to say. I think it's kind of it's slightly cheating. I think because it's like, oh, you can't mug them on the drunk. Well, Toshimoko never seems to not be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not quite true. He's but got that, tricks. He's got tricks to to He's fight got anyway. Tricks. I I actually have I actually learned a long time ago uh, that there is a uh, it's not a kenjutsu style. Uh, it's not kenjutsu. It's more of a jujutsu style, an unarmed uh, jujutsu style for specifically your jimbo. And it's specifically when you and your master have been out and you're both drunk. And so it consists of lots of really, really simple brute force fighting styles because you're pissed. I should probably change that. Uh, really, really simple brute force martial arts because you're extremely drunk and you can't do anything fancy. And you're kind of swaying all over the place. And I've seen a couple of demonstrations of it, just one or two bits. And it's, I just love the idea. Someone deliberately came up with a martial arts style for when you're drunk. Of course, there's something for anything there. Let's see. Um, So there was we had a one big lore revelation with this Mm. story, and we confirmed it with um, Katrina because in the story, uh, Hataro remembers a tournament for championship of the crane, being crane champion, that Toshimoko did not compete in because he would win, and he didn't want to win. Mm -hmm. Now I asked about this because in Old 5R lore, generally the understanding was that the championship of the crane almost always was hereditary and went to the daimyo of the doji family. And that was the impression we actually get from, because uh, Hotaru was raised to be the clan champion. Right. That was a very specific thing. And mm -hmm. we kind of went, ooh, a a championship? Hmm." Wait, a tournament? Yeah, I mean, I know we crane like tournaments, but... (laughs) yeah. But so I asked Katrina about this and she was good enough to hop on and clarify it. So in New 5R, irrelevant of what there was in L5R, there is a tournament for champion that is sort of um, ceremonial Mm. to invest that champion. And but other crane kuge. So you have to be in the highest families may yep. enter it if they truly believe that they should be the ones to lead the crane. Mm-hmm. She also confirmed that the crane is governed by a council of the four family daimyo of the crane, plus the champion is the fifth and tiebreaker vote. Mm-hmm. So if the champion is also daimyo of the doji, then a different doji actually represents that family in the council. Yeah. So it's a little different than it was before. Um, yeah. Shukujo, which is the crane clan sword, um, in old lore would make a ringing sound if it was being drawn by the, the champion. And mm. that's changed a little bit in that it makes that ringing sound when it's crane kuge, which could also include high members of the Kikita family because all of the families of the crane at this point are linked by blood to well, I mean, the children of Doji. So, yeah, I mean the so it, that's actually a fairly big change because it used to be only the champion, which was a big plot point in Old Five R, where there were two Hoturis wandering about, one of whom was an evil evil clone, mm-hmm. and at some point 
So I am the proper hottery, not the bad one. And then he goes, yeah, right, look. Bong. And yeah, I can I can hold a clan sword and it goes bong or bing or whatever noise it makes. Right. I'm, it was, it's probably a glorious, very refined tone and not a silly bong. Anyway, but but that that's now different because, you know, theoretically anyone from the Kikita family, because the Kikita family was formed from the children, at least to start with, Kikita and Doji, because they were married. The mm-hmm. Dai Doji were also descended from Doji, but mm-hmm. whether they were uh, from, descended from the highest kind of Kuge level of Doji is an interesting question. We don't know. Well, for the Dai Doji, it definitely was. And actually for the Asahina, it was too, because no, that's true, uh, that yeah. was the daughter of the... That's right. Yeah. So Asahina, actual Asahina himself was a phoenix, but yeah, he married into the, the Crane Kuge. So um, Shukujo really now is just, are you a crane kuge which is uh, a change to its remit i have to say that's very it's, it's a slight it's a change it's a slight change mm. but uh, mm. but and crane kuge is specific but one of the things that would is different is that it would not chime for kuan in an old war but it would chime for hatori yeah yeah so, uh yeah sorry did you have another thing to add no no that's it <laughs> okay uh the one other law uh bit we get is the do which is the breastplate which is the breastplate uh or cuirass of samurai it's, it's so it's the the bit you wear like just to protect your lungs and your heart and your other kind of important vital organs right and, and uh, also arranging a marriage uh as you said hataru offers to uh, arrange a marriage for this young widow um mm. I always thought that widows were more likely to be uh, allowed to arrange their own magic matches, but I guess someone in a, in a precarious situation like the uh, well, it, it, family daimyo is a little different. <laughs> the the higher up you are fundamentally in the hierarchy, the less choice you tend to have over who you get married to, mm-hmm. because it becomes an important political decision. Indeed. Well. Shall we move along yes. to the next story? <laughs> we shall. This is Truth and Lies, also by Katrina Ostrander. And Doji Hotaro has done her usual thing of disguising herself as a ronin. Goes with Doji Itsuyo to negotiate for Toshi Rambo with Bayushi Yojiro, uh, who is also accompanied by Bayushi Kachiko, who is also in disguise, not quite as a lowly ronin, but as a lonely soldier. On, on kind of on the dais but off to the one side and turns it down and Hotaro recognized her absolutely instantly which is hilarious uh, and people were joking because she could apparently smell the the sandalwood and I can't remember what the honeysuckle and sandalwood jasmine wasn't it jasmine Jas- like fine from across the room and people were saying does she have keen senses keen sense of smell I think she has keen sense of Kachiko I think that's what she's got <laughs> Because you can, like, literally from across the room, while she's in the back because she's pretending to be a humble Ronin, and Kachiko is in the back because she's pretending to be a humble soldier, and she just goes, oh, I know her. I know her eyes. And it's like, good Lord. I don't think it was that big a room. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. But but they there is a fantastic display of cadence between them, which we'll no doubt get to. And suddenly at the end is uh, actually you do not know that I'm actually Doji in disguise. And um Kachiko is sort of well actually she kind of says, Well, I know you're keeping the Imperial Advisor against her will. Duel me, you naughty man. 
And Yojo goes, uh... And he goes, well, actually, she's not being held against your will. And then Kachiko goes, I'm actually Kachiko! And don't duel. And so there was a, there was an agreement between the crane and uh, Yojiro, where basically I seem to call it's the the scorpion is still in charge, but the crane also get to put their troops there, and right. they're 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 actually you know they're, I'm I'm accepting you and I'm you know accepting you. It's all fine. <laughs> and then very interesting. I think this is actually that's the kind of the big political thing happening. So the the crane troops will be wintering in Toshirambo, which is kind of in, which is very very important politically and militarily. But in terms of character, Kachiko sneaks into Hotaru's room and reveals all. And really, there was I think one line in the first of these where Kachiko I thought is Kachiko going to undergo character growth, and the answer is yes. Yes, she is. Because she, she's kind of gone, this is all my fault. I did this. It's no one else's fault but mine. I'm an idiot. I need to fix this. I need help. And she just confessed absolutely everything. And uh, mm-hmm. it seems that Hotaro, at the end of this, has a plan. But in, it- in the, the usual kind of sta- way of doing things, she's not telling us yet. Mm-hmm. So interesting things here in just the terms of the story. So Hatoru's goal in going to Toshirambo is she wants to assert the claim of the crane on the city of Toshirambo. She needs that victory. Mm. She, if she takes her troops back to Kudendoji for the winter, she's basically giving up Kuden Kikita. She's playing into Matsusuko's hands. She looks like a complete loser. Uh, yep. She's lost Asari planes. It, it, you know, it just looks terrible for her in the eyes of her clan and the anti's of the empire. Okay, so she needs to take Toshi Rambo. That's why she's going there. She doesn't want to play into Suko's plan, and mm. she doesn't want to go back with her tail between her legs. So, but she doesn't want to necessarily directly go against the emperor or the regent. Okay. She she wants to put them in Toshi Rambo, make sure the crane have the strongest claim once the scorpion get out of there, which they will eventually do. Right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to kill intru- imperial troops. That's that's not her goal. No. And and basically any military strike against the city, even if she's only killing scorpion troops, the scorpion are there because the emperor said they should be there, and therefore that counts. Right, and the, 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 there are imperial troops there. So, Aye. so here, so she's she's got a situation, and her first hope was, I'm going to bring three armies from you know the Sume and the Phoenix and the Crane. We're just going to surround the city, and yeah. Hell Cave because he's got a cave because of the show yeah. of force. And we'll just say we're here. The reason we're here is to support your armies against those vicious lion who are going to attack it. Yeah. Because they've um, been doing naughty things and they'll do even more naughty things. So we have to protect you. That's why we're here, controlling right. everything, totally protecting you. So basically, Yojiro counters the play by saying, I think that Suko will be more likely to attack here if the crane are here. So go away. And mm. while Itsuya is trying to figure out how to respond to that, Hataru sees Kachiko in the room because she's there 
And she figures out that if she can say Kachiko's being kept there against her will, then she has an excuse to duel Yojiro, kick Yojiro mm-hmm. out, and take the city without all the bloodshed anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not, oh, I'm so moony eyed over Kachiko. No, I mean, this is yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, an active, good political ploy to take the city. It right? was, yeah. She was using she was using what she had discovered and was using it politically as right. opposed to no no my 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 dearest darling. I mean that was a, an interesting side effect, but <laughs> Right. Uh and probably didn't hurt, you know, giving her the idea. But what the political play of taking the city by kicking out Yojiro for capturing and holding the Imperial Advisor is a good political move to take mm. the city without, you know, a lot of bloodshed. And uh, Yojiro knows he's going to die <laughs> if he does that. I mean, yeah, him, he, him, he's stuck. Him, he knows he's stuck. Him or who, whatever poor sod he puts in as his champion, yeah. Right. So Kachiko intervenes, and her intervening is, is to the benefit of the scorpion mm-hmm. at that point because it leaves the city in the control of Yojiro. Yep. And it does what Shoju... Wanted mostly, mm. but it also does, you know, what Hatara wants by letting her keep her troops there. So, you know, it's these are not people making irrational decisions for love. I, just, I guess I just no, no, that up. no, I think I think it's a very good point. And it okay. is quite interesting seeing those political moves being done for those political reasons, having that nice and out and in the open so we can have a look at them. and Perhaps use those as, as inspiration. Right. Let's see. So in this story, we got more pieces of armor. We had the dough. Now we have the mempo, which we've all heard of. That's the mask that goes on a suit of samurai armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're all really cool. Uh, a jingasa is the cone-shaped metal helmet who's used by low-ranking samurai or ronin or ashigaru. So that, yep. that looks like the straw hat, but it's made of metal and you can use it yes. to walk. Yes, that's a cooking pot if, if need be. Yeah. And you also have the Maidate, which is the on the full Kabuto. That's the helmet crest. Sometimes they got huge. Have you seen Hideyoshi's mm. one? Uh, my <laughs> favorite, actually. Yeah, Hideyoshi is, is, is this big sunburst, which is bigger than the rest <laughs> of him, quite frankly. And my other favorite is someone had the character for love. As his Maidate, big, huge, <laughs> whacking great thing. It's like, wow, that's that's a that's a choice. Yes. We also learn some. We also learn some bits about swords. Uh, the tsuba is the handguard, usually circular. Uh, very often, a piece of artwork in its own right, as it is very. Uh, it is carved, and sometimes you have you know, holes through it, so it can be very delicate, um, and it can be decorated in all sorts of interesting ways. The habaki is the ring, which it keeps the blade in place on the katana. It's it's right above the tuba. Right. So yeah, I collect tuba. I only have two, but I still think they're awesome. <laughs> I will accept two as a collection, but yeah, they're they're very pretty. And some people, yeah. Oh, you also see them. It is apparently the law that if you have an eye patch because you've missed an eye. Uh, you have to put a tsuba as your eye patch. Apparently, it's the law in samurai <laughs> things. 
All right. Um, we do have lots of examples of cadence used here. Um, mm. It's cadence can be. There's a million kinds of cadence. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a specific one between Hotaro and Kachiko. Right, and that's usually but, how it how it works. Yeah. This isn't like formal sign language or anything like that, though. I've seen people no, talking about no. it. Um, when you know someone well, you can create a communication. That is all, um, you can do it through hand signals or eye gestures or something like that. You can use yeah. it with your fan. You can do it with s actively in discussion by talking about certain, uh, certain things. Like if yeah. I'm going to talk about sunsets for no reason and mm. my, the person I'm talking to knows that when I'm talking about sunsets, I'm really talking about, uh, Matsu, yeah, yeah, Kate over there. Then we can have that a long discussion you. about Matsu Kate saying all kinds of personal things, and everyone thinks we're discussing Absolutely. the beautiful scenery. Yeah, so there is, there does generally in law there is a crane courtly, a crane courtier cadence. So crane courtiers have a means of communicating secretly with other crane courtiers. But this is very clearly a secret language between these two. Right. So, yeah, the formal crane courtier language is, really, is like shared symbology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's really, it's it's just a lovely whole detailed thing about how it is set up and what kind of things they use. And that has just got to give loads of, of inspiration <laughs> to your game, I have to say, if you ever have any, any cadence. It's just, it's just lovely to have it all written out. Yes, lots of subtle finger signs and gestures. Mm. I was going to say one of their lines they mentioned, is says one of their number, one of the lion attempted to arrest Kyoto castle from its rightful rulers, the Sume vassal mm -hmm. of the family. That that's what is in wedding at Kyoto castle. That's the module. So, yep. Uh, we also find out that Hotaro knows Kachiko uses a body double and we, she, she is basically thinking that if that ever became public knowledge, then that's going to do a big amount of damage to Kachiko's reputation and every promise or threat she's ever made because everyone could start thinking, was that Kachiko or was that the body double at mm -hmm. every stage? So, so it's very dishonorable thing. to have a full body double that you use frequency. Now, body yeah. doubles were really pretty common in Japan, but it was used more often on the battlefield where you would have... Mm somebody else like being your body double on the battlefield it's the general to be the target for all the arrows rather than yeah you. yeah and and if you if you did the thing where you have your body double is the one who goes out and gets into the gorgeously decorated palanquin and then gets you know going through the town and you follow up later that's one thing but if it ever got out that on occasion kachiko's body double went to formal occasions and actually straight up pretended to be Kachiko in poetry readings, for example, mm -hmm. that would, and that would cause a lot of damage. So, um, let's see. There are mentions in the book from Yujiro's point of view about Ai, Aoi and her lover Aoi, Takaya. Yeah. Takao. And when he's thinking about that, that's from the Scorpion Clan novella. So if you're okay. wondering, who are these people <laughs> that he's thinking about? That's the Scorpion Clan novella there. Okay. Uh, we have, there is, there is some suggestion that 
certainly from Hotaru seems to think that she and Kachiko have a karmic link. Um, this may be a reference to a line from their core RPG fiction, which is I would fight by your side. Uh, whether they do or they don't, I don't know. That could be just wishful thinking on behalf of Hotaru. <laughs> but it's a possibility. Right. Let's see. Uh, and we learn that Kachiko's ambition, because she is very ambitious, comes from her mm. being passed over for Shishora Daimyo in favor of her younger brother. She was the oldest, but she was female. Yep. And yep. so it looks like the Shishoro do primogenitor Either by male. that. <laughs> either that, or it was decided that her value as a pretty lady who could get married off was more important than her being the daimyo and mm -hmm. whether that is a correct or whether that is a correct calculation is an interesting question but it, yeah but certainly she was she was told no 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 you want to get married we're going to marry you off to someone instead of making you the daimyo and yeah i can i can totally understand she said, i will get that power somehow mm -hmm. and she has realized at this point that this has led her astray which is kind of nice. Uh, we also learn that the Keep of White Sails is where the Battle of Ice and Snow, which we mentioned in our last episode, that's where that happened. And we also have mentions of Kuduko, which are the stagehands in a kabuki who sit in the background and you're meant to not notice them. They can't change the play, but they do facilitate it. And that's a, a theme that gets come back, that gets returned to quite a bit in this particular story. Uh, that's it for us this week, talking about these stories. Uh, next time we can get to talking about the mechanics of honor. And uh, we do have a couple call-outs. One thing that showed up today that was really neat was that uh, on Discord, Bayushi Masahiko, or at least that's their inheritance name, uh, did some amazing dolls they for their L5R beautiful. campaign. Absolutely beautiful. Campaign of their characters that are just really, really worth taking a look at. So we'll mm. have a, we'll have a uh, link in our show notes to her gallery of these dolls she made. Cause now I'm like, Oh no, don't give me another hobby, but that's way too awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking much the same thing. And yeah, they're, they're just, they are really, really fantastic. I just, I love them so much. And we are also going to give a call out to our, LCG Sister Podcast with Trevor Cuba and Sir Angus. They are uh, LCG focused, as you may have guessed. They do also talk a bit about the law and they're very knowledgeable about the law. And they may well give you a. They give you motivation to go check out the card game if you haven't already. Right. Both of our podcasts are funded by the Discord Patreon, which supports our editing costs as well as our website. So there you can see and some of our stored and longer-term information, summaries of our podcast, great RPG tools, and more. For our patron supporters, we are going to start rolling out some interesting bonuses and stress goals, including things like uh, adventure seeds, watch parties, and all sorts of other cool content. Right, so our website is courtgamespod.com, and you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com courtgamespod, or on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. And we'll also have a link to the Discord in the show notes. Right. But that's it for us for this week. This is Kikita Kiri. May the fortunes favor you. And I've been Korva. Until we meet again, keep your jade handy. <laughs>